I'm not here to poke holes in suspended disbelief. Anyway, they see some weird shit. They decide to make a baby. Thou merkin merchant. Who gives a fuck? Oh my god, we're just going to start calling you Damien Yeltsin's billboards. Well, you know, uh, I really like it here. Uh, it's kind of nice, and uh, it's not as cold as back home, and the soil is a lot better. So yeah, sure, I think we're going to settle. If I'm a peasant boy who grabs a sword out of a stone... Yeah. I'm able to open people up. Well, yeah. Anytime I hit them with it, right? Yeah. So my cleave landing will make me a cavalier. Good day, sir. If Cisco thought it was empty-headed plebeian trash, he was probably <laughs> really good at groove on it. <laughs> because cannibalism and murder. Pull back just a little bit and build walls to keep out the redheads. Authorial intent doesn't exist. Some people stand up and wipe their butts. Some people stay seated and wipe their butts. Like, it just... This is a Geek History of Time. Where we connect nerdery to the real world. My name is Ed Blaylock. I'm a world history and sometimes English teacher here in Northern California. And in, uh, let's see, three days from now, I will be actually in my classroom seeing students... Uh, at least from the cheekbones up, uh, for the first time in over a year. And there is a weird combination of emotions involved in that. Um, but I don't want to spend too much time getting into that. Uh, rather, the, the personal detail I think I'm going to open our, uh, our episode with this time is that uh, my wife and I have finalized our plans for this June we are going to be taking our little boy to Disney World in Florida. He's three years old. Uh, we're only hitting one park, and it's going to be Dumbo or Die in a day, a one-day one day thing. We're only hitting the Magic Kingdom, so I will not be able, be able to get a lightsaber. Uh, but we, I am going to get to take him on the teacups because my wife has indicated she's not getting anywhere near that. Uh, and, and like the Peter Pan rides in, in, uh, fantasy land, all, all that stuff. I am, I am so excited and it's, it's far enough out that right now I can convince myself that no, no, by then enough people will be vaccinated that I'm not going to spend time staring at the ceiling, freaking out about this. No, no, I'm not shut up, shut up brain, shut up. But yeah, no, right now I'm, I'm mostly really excited about it. Uh, how about you? Uh, I'm Damien Harmony. Uh, I'm not making any plans just yet because I've, remembered my history i'm a latin teacher up here in northern california and uh i studied a good deal about the influence i just have hope all right i just i'm clinging just let me okay let me hope hope is free okay and and, uh (laughs) unfortunately that's what most districts seem to be spending on their classrooms uh so yeah i'm not going to disney world as fun as that sounds as rad as that does sound because it does sound fun yeah um i just also remember that disneyland is where measles outbreak happened while we were vaccinating so well no 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 we weren't we weren't not enough of us were that's the entire project interesting that yeah fucking damn it You're going to keep me up late recording. I'm going to keep you up late dreading. All right, uh, fine. <laughs> God damn it. So, but no, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Um, You'll beat the odds. Yeah. You yeah. always do. Yeah. All right. right. So yeah, anyway. Thank you for that. Sure. All right. I'm here for that. Uh, let's see. Personal detail. Um, no, I've, I've done nothing newsworthy in the last... <laughs> 
<laughs> two weeks at all. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't call out parents for structural white supremacy. Oh, Jesus Christ. And you then... know, here's the thing. <laughs> you know, you're, you're saying that like you, you, you think somehow the fact that it has been treated as newsworthy means you saying it's not newsworthy is ironic. No, it shouldn't be newsworthy. No, it really should. Because, you know, for, for the like three of you, uh, who, who are listening, who are in parts of the world where, where this story hasn't been picked up by the right wing. Um, Damien, uh, as a parent, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to point this out because yep. this is, this is part of the part that pisses me off the most. Um, as a parent, mm-hmm. uh, made uh, public remarks to the district board, uh, of the school district where his children go to school, not the district in which he is employed. Right. Okay. Right. Separate district. He's not an employee of that district. He is a parent in that district. And there are a number of parents in that district uh, who are far louder than their numbers would uh, logically indicate. I would say that their volume is um, what's the opposite of inverse where they, it matches. Well, in inverse inverse is, is where it doesn't goes the opposite. So whatever the opposite of inverse is, their volume is that to their money. Okay. All right. Usually. Okay. Would it be converse? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. So anyway, Uh, yeah. So, so there are commensurate. Yeah, commensurate. There yeah. you go. That's a yeah. good term. Good word. Um, count on a Latin teacher to have the mm-hmm. have the vocabulary that way. But um, so so a a <laughs> small but very loud and moneyed uh group of parents uh in the district uh where he is also a parent uh have have decided or had decided that they were not happy with a hybrid plan that the district had agreed to and signed an MOU memorandum of understanding. It's a contract term. legally binding, legally binding modification to the contract uh, for teachers to go back to school on a, on a hybrid schedule with kids, you know, their part, part of the day, these parents were apparently convinced that no, no, that's not good enough. Well, uh, hang on. rip back it up. Just a okay. couple hairs uh, per my uh, dalliance into pointing out structural white supremacy. What I found was, in fact, that it's not just these parents, but it's parents in just about every district that's doing this. The minute the doors open, the shout goes out for full instruction, full everything, uh, squeeze them all in together, um, call it safety and call it good. Um, And this shout is coming from a group called uh, Reopen California. And that self-same group is tied in many ways to other uh, privatization groups um and uh found a whole lot out on twitter um but yeah privatization was mm-hmm. not an angle i was aware of yeah previously. And, and and they're aiming at wedging uh constituents against the only at large uh executives in a state who can also appoint judges so that you can get those people recalled and replaced with people who are either less progressive or less of a democrat uh and then you've got the judges you've got the uh, executives, you've already got the legislatures because very often those are gerrymandered like crazy since 2010. Yeah, uh, and now you have full control over curriculum, books, etc. Uh, so now this is me drawing a lot of lines that are very easy to draw because of evidence, but <laughs> you know that's that is what yeah. we do here. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so yes, that that led to the hue and cry. Yes, that came against me. Um, yes, which. 
Long story short, um, most of the media outlets have had to print corrections, have had to do uh, retractions, have had to change their copy, because as it turns out, I show up with receipts. As always. Yeah. Anybody who... See, the thing is, if any of these people had listened to this show... As they should. As they should. As they should. Although, you know, we'd probably give several of them, you know, strokes, what with our... I don't mind. Like I said. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. All right, granted. But, you know, um, <laughs> uh, if, if if they knew who it was they were fucking with, um, they would not have done this. Right. Uh, they would have. They would have understood... Uh, from the get-go that, no, 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 um, the remarks he's making have their receipts. They're, mm-hmm. they're there. He doesn't show up without doing his homework. Yeah. And and the the other telling just detail li- here. Just listen to the Farsight episode. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ubu what? Uh, sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. Um, and so, you know... Uh, cause that's the only reference I, I had to Ubu before mm-hmm. we did that. Um, but in, in any event, yeah. uh, before I, I fall too far staring down our own collective navel, um, the, the next issue that, that was, uh, truly profound about this whole experience was, uh, what Damien said was he referenced structural white supremacy mm-hmm. and immediately immediately the story that went out was not that he had brought up structural white supremacy in the, the way that the, the uh, questionnaires to parents had gone out or, or any of the other issues that are, that, that, that were involved in this set of decisions. Uh, Rather it was, he called us white supremacists. Now it's interesting that when someone calls out a system that you so identify with the advantages of that system that you then transfer the epithet onto yourself and then defend it as though you've been attacked personally. It's odd. That's a really fancy, that's a really fancy way of saying, um, I cut a general garment and you claim it fits. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean to go, to go back to, I want to say that's Shakespeare, but, um, you know, really, really, like he talks about structural white supremacy and you take that as an accusation. Frankly, that says more about you than really he did at all. I'm glad you're so yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm saying that cause you know, cause it's true. None, none of the people who are going to, you know, sick the daily mail on me actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> so right now I'm okay. So anyway, yeah. So that's, uh, that's I haven't done anything like that. No, in the last. So, no, yeah, certainly not. I, you a bomb thrower? No, no not, not, not at all. So uh, no. yeah, some no, bombs no need to be details. thrown. Here's here's some personal details. My yes. daughter fell down the levee on her bike going really fast and okay. still walked herself home. Okay, um, and let me clean her up and okay. kind of had her first major spill. Okay, um, and uh, two days later, I gave her a day off. I said two days later, then I was like, "Get back out there on the bike. You don't have to go levee, but you do have to get back out there on the bike. Yeah, okay. a good time." All right. So we're going up to the levee this weekend for it. Uh, All right. And she doesn't have to go back down it, but she needs to start, you know, facing that and shrinking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fear. Of course. Yeah. Uh, my son, uh, sweetheart, that he is, um, lost a fish. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he was devastated. And oh, and this particular so fish had a really active day, but he was floating a little. Oddly. Oh. And that's a sign. And then the next day he was, he seemed dead. And we had a nice long talk about it. And I said, okay, were you ready for me to scoop it? He said, yes. I went to scoop it and the little fucker started just swimming all over the place. I was like, oh. So I've now explained to my son what hospice care is. (laughs) 
So and and how it's uh-huh. it's a wonderful way to go out where your last day is your funnest day and then yeah. the next day you just rest okay. until you stop. And yeah. so the next day that's what we did and uh he's just the sweetest boy. And to go back to uh just a little bit uh what happened in the news. My daughter spent the entire time of spring break watching me go through this and I I was very open to them what was going on and she was angry as hell at the unfairness of it all. She's like, uh-huh. they can't accuse you of the thing that you called them out for. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and she's yeah. you know, an eight-year-old's understanding, which is, you know, still three years older than the understanding of those who went after me. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but she went after the injustice of it all. My son mm-hmm. sat down next to me and says, Dad, have you played today? I said, no, I've been really worried about this and dealing with this and, you know, arguing back and forth with the editor of Newsweek. Uh, and he says, <laughs> well, you should play, too. I said, you're right, you're right. And he says, hey. They win by making you think you're alone. And you're not alone. Now, that's a Star Wars quote, but that is absolutely the right Star Wars quote. It, it so, 110% is. And In my daughter, you have justice, and in my son, you have compassion. In in your daughter, you have Leia, and in your son, you have Luke. Yep. Ooh, well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's what's been going on. Now, nice. uh, we didn't tell people to fast forward by eight minutes, but by this point, you know to. Yeah. Um, so, last time, <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of how things begin, last so time, true. we were talking about shows and how they yeah. should have ended. Yes. Um, and Correct. you were going to hit us with another show that you rather enjoyed. Yes. Yes. So, so last time, I, I started off by possibly inciting some, some controversy by saying that Supernatural went on for way too damn long. Mm-hmm. Um, now my next show is kind of the opposite. Um, it, it didn't go on as long as any of us would have liked. And, uh, have you seen, oh, I know this show, the days. No, no. Okay. No. That was a really good family drama for four no. episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was literally uh, only for four episodes. Oh, that's, that I was sucked. And, oh yeah. yeah and and then like, I was like, Oh, okay. And that's it. Didn't make yeah. it bummer okay not the days no right. no this this one and and the funny thing is i've said that line mm-hmm. and everybody in our audience thinks they know where i'm going with it mm-hmm. and i will get there <laughs> okay my brown coat friends i will uh, get there yeah, yeah. but that's not where i'm going right now where okay. i'm going first is veronica mars okay now um, i remember that coming out in the mid 2000s yes yes okay 2004 and 2007 mm-hmm Three seasons. Oh, that is truncated. That's yeah. Oh, shorter than it should have God, been. God, yeah, it was fucking heartbreaking. Oh. So, so, um, do you remember the, uh, uh, oh, now I'm forgetting her name. Uh, Kristen Bell? Well, no, I'm, 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 I'm making it, I'm, I'm tying this into another reference. Mm. The, uh, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller film. That was a high school retelling of uh, Dangerous Liaisons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions. Yes. Okay, so Cruel Intentions mm-hmm. took the plot of Dangerous Liaisons, which was a, mm-hmm. a court intrigue, seduction, you know, every, oh, yeah. everybody is awful to everybody yeah. kind of story. And they managed to recapture the shock value mm-hmm. by setting it in a private high school. They did. Now, the problem they had with it, though, was that, I mean, you're missing John Malkovich. Well, yeah, you're yeah, missing okay. Keanu Reeves, who I maintain actually did a very good job in that movie. 
Keanu Reeves does a good job in just about everything he's ever been. Yeah, yeah like um, he's you know, amazing he, in the gift. Yeah, he gets he gets yeah. hampered by shitty scripts. Yep. Um, yeah. or or by directors who don't know what to do with him. Yeah. But he is he incredibly he is incredibly eloquent. <laughs> as I talked about for my for my students, from the cheekbones up. He, yeah. he 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 can do things with with just expression and without having to say a word. That's yeah. absolutely. But anyway. But also Glenn Close was in that. Yeah. And most importantly to me, Uma Thurman was in that. Okay. And she got naked. <laughs> so any remake most of it, most importantly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. And oh All my right. god, um, only redhead I've ever found attractive. I think. Um, but, okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, so any remake of it is not going to be as good. Okay. So all right, but it doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Indeed. Yes. So so um, cruel intentions mm-hmm. was okay. We want to we want to do this this film. Mm-hmm. We want to tell this story, but we want to we want to recapture the shock value of oh my god how awful these people are being to each other. Yes. And so in order to accentuate all of those tropes. We're going to set that in a high school mm-hmm. and seeing kids being this shitty to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, like young adult kids, but still yeah, yeah, yeah. kids. Juniors and seniors. Is is going to be a shock to everybody's system. It's going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, my God, children acting this way. And, you know, for anybody who wasn't immediately familiar with, you know, dangerous liaisons and, and that whole plot line, mm-hmm. it worked. Uh, Veronica Mars did the same thing with noir detective stories. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like all of the noir beats are there. Mm. All of the tropes are present. It is an absolutely goddamn pitch perfect noir drama. Okay. Set in a Tony high school. Sure. In, in, <laughs> If if you look closely enough at a great many of the sets, it was filmed in San Diego, so it already right. has a spot in my heart just for that reason. Sure, but in the in the fictional town of Neptune, California, ah. which you know on the on the map of you know fictitious California is somewhere between uh, like the northern end of uh, uh, L.A. and Santa Barbara. Okay, like on now, the coast. Her name is Veronica Mars. Yes, she's in Neptune, California. Oh yeah, there are all kinds of oh, jokes like others? that. Okay. Every, cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. Um, and so, uh, Kristen Bell mm-hmm. did an amazing job. She carried the whole show, portraying. Right? You know, she she if if she had not been as mm-hmm. awesome as she was, it probably wouldn't have gotten off the ground because right. her character was so critically important. Right. I am not going to sell anybody anybody else on the cast short. Okay. Uh, her dad, uh, the he was the sheriff, right? But then uh, to to basically to to, to recap the, kind of the backstory before episode one, uh, Veronica's best friend was murdered, and there's a bunch of suspects. At the time, her best friend was murdered. Her father, Kristen's father, was sheriff, mm-hmm. and he immediately zeroed in on the murdered girl's family. Mm-hmm. Who were uber 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 incredibly wealthy? Ah, you know, okay. yeah. uh, uh, Bill Gates. Uh, uh, it's like a really dark... what's his name founded Apple. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. Kind of, kind of family. Wozniak. All, all the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Only Wozniak's not entirely as evil. But anyway, uh, you know, all the money in the world, all right. of the protection in the world, 
security director for the corporation who is clearly a fixer. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, you know, shady looking. Right. Where's 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 a trilby? Okay. Like yeah, in yeah. 2004, like yeah. yeah, like, you know, like down down to the costuming tropes. He's a, sure. he's a bad guy from a noir noir film. And so he he went after him mm-hmm. and it turns out it wasn't anybody in the family that did it. Okay. An employee or a former employee of Daddy Kane, sure. yeah. you know, he he wound up taking the fall. And anyway, okay, noir tropes from there, right? Okay, right. So and this is like- Enrico Colantoni played her father, who's Enrico Colantoni. Uh, the uh, I'm trying to think what other what other shows you might have seen him in. Um, Flashpoint. No. He was on Flashpoint for a number of years. Okay. Uh, he's done he's done a bunch of character actor stuff. He's that guy. In he's some that things. guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and absolutely like amazing acting. So this is a a dark carnival version of uh, Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah. Okay. That's a good. Okay. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown with you know bricks of heroin and uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, privileged students making runs to Tijuana mm-hmm. to, you know, because their parents are actually sure not as wealthy as they look. And so these guys are driving down to, to Ensenada mm-hmm. in, in daddy's mm-hmm. BMW to use that as a mule vehicle to bring drugs across the border. Like you do. those kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this lasted for three seasons, 2004 and 2007. Um, season three, Ended on a pseudo cliffhanger uh, about whether whether her dad was going to get reelected, was going to hold on to his job as sheriff again. Because oh, okay. he wound up getting the job as sheriff because the old sheriff turned out, the sheriff during the rest of the show run turned out to be like incredibly corrupt and I think got oh. murdered, but I'm trying to remember now. Okay. And so Keith Mars wound up becoming sheriff again. And then at the end of season three, mm-hmm. To protect Veronica, he destroyed evidence. Oh. And there was, and it was, and, and, and the chickens were coming home to roost and it was clear, you know, that somebody else was running for sheriff who was like up to his neck in corruption, total sleaze bag, but looked like could win. I mean, yeah. So, and then, and then, um, yeah. And so, okay, so that's the cliffhanger it ends on. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the show, well, it kind of does and it kind of doesn't. I'll get to it in a minute. Okay. The show was a brilliant, brilliant witty take on, on the war detective tropes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, instead of a femme fatale, we had bad boy Logan Eccles. Oh, what a great name. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Pl- and played by an amazing actor. Instead of a beleaguered police chief, we had a tired put upon vice principal who'd be immediately familiar to anybody who's taught in the public school system. <laughs> uh, there was also an incompetent bullying and corrupt sheriff, but vice principal Clemens more often fulfills the police chief trope in Veronica's adventures, at least in seasons one and two, the third season, she went away to college. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. and you know, but the cast were universally amazing. Uh, Jason Doring, uh, the actor who played Logan Eccles, and Kristen Bell put on a master class mm-hmm. in romantic tension a la noir. Okay. I mean, just absolutely amazing. Brilliant TV all over. And a fourth season, there, there was there was a movie, mm-hmm. which was kind of a kind of a compartmentalized plot. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then in twenty nineteen, 
A fourth season consisted of eight episodes oh. where uh, um, Veronica came back to Neptune. She'd been away. There was reference to her working for the FBI. Time had moved forward. So she's right. now, you know, this many years older. Logan shows up. Logan, sure. as it turns out, uh, <laughs> I could go into a very long story of exactly what happened to Logan during the original series. Mm-hmm. Long story short, his Spoiler alert, skip ahead a minute if you haven't seen the series. Okay, Um, his dad was actually the one who committed the murder that kicked the entire thing off. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and and so he finds that out. His mother commits suicide. He he goes through just a shitball of a life for a couple of years. We find out that he got himself cleaned up joined the military became an intelligence officer and a mid-grade badass. There are a couple of scenes where he's, <laughs> he's, he's acting as a bodyguard for a Senate candidate. Okay. And, and winds up just wrecking like half a dozen guys. Okay. And, and he went from in the original series being, you know, he's a surfer dude. So he's kind of semi-athletic. Sure. To sure. like in the, in the, in the fourth season, you look at him and like, how do I get your shoulders? Like, what do I do? Like, what is the workout you're doing? Because right. holy crap. Okay. So anyway, um, and, and so the, 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 the fourth season brought a sense of closure mm-hmm. to what had happened in the first three seasons, right up until the last five minutes of episode eight. Oh, see, I hate when they do this. I talked about this with Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Where, right, like, the last bit, like it's basically yeah. like uh, like the best pumpkin pie. Yeah, the exact right amount of ratio between like whipped cream crust and, and, and the pie filling. Yeah, and you had just the right size bite as their last bite. Yeah, and then someone shits in your mouth <laughs> while you're still. Chewing I on like. It. like I, I, yes, yeah. there's, yes, there's an analogy there. That's the worst. So, so, uh, <laughs> uh, my, my best friend and his wife were huge, 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 even bigger fans than I was uh-huh. of Veronica Mars. And so the moment they found out Hulu was, was bringing back a fourth season, oh, they were shit. like yeah. there, Yeah, they watched the entire yeah. thing and they, they, they saw it long before I did. Now, now it came out at a time in 2019 when it came back out, it came out at a time where binging was normal yeah binging a show was absolutely normal yeah. so you don't have to th- you there's a different thing that happens narratively in a in a yeah. movie or in a tv yeah. series rather where you can binge the shit out of it you yeah. don't have to wait and therefore you don't have as much time to process and cogitate and stuff like that like you would have in 2004 yeah through 2007, 2007. yeah um so i think that that's a, a really interesting yeah. change that happened because the same thing happened with gilmore girls yeah. In 2016, you know, they yeah. come back and it's a bingey show now. Yeah. Now, it's also a bingey show for people who had just caught on to it yeah. uh, in in binging it all the way through on Netflix anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. you, your friend so, and his wife, so they, they binged they, it, they binged, they binged okay. most of the way through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, they you know, took Four pauses, episodes tonight. You know, four yeah, episodes some, something like yeah. that or, or two episodes at a time. You oh, know, okay. Treated like a miniseries, whatever. But when they when they got to the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, my my buddy had been raving like the whole time he'd been watching. He'd been like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" Mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, Veronica and Logan are just as great now as they were before, uh-huh. you know, the, like, you know, and, and seeing, you know, Colin Tony playing her dad again. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was all, all this awesome, 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 awesome. And then he watched the last episode and he was furious for that last five minutes. For that for that last five minutes. Again, because at the end because, of Thanksgiving, if you shit yeah, in my mouth, I'm gonna I'm, be angry. I'm like yeah, I had this like, perfect like bite. this was this was this and now wonderful there's experience. Literal shit in yeah. my mouth. So yeah. so and now if you've skipped ahead to avoid one set of spoilers and you want to avoid another one, I'm gonna tell you to, you know, skip a minute or two ahead now. Um so there's this convoluted long plot line. Uh, over the course of the eight seasons, they're trying to find a mad bomber who's, who's, you know, terrorizing the, the town of Neptune mm-hmm. and they catch him and he, and he's played by Patton Oswalt. Turns okay. out, turns okay. out Patton Oswalt, Patton fucking Oswalt is the criminal mastermind terrorist genius. Okay. That's that's gotta be a little hard. Just in okay, so there's some stunt casting going on there. Obviously, a little, Pat Oswalt, a little bit, but also considering what his wife used to do for a living. Remind me, she she wrote true crime novels. Oh yeah, and she is the reason why we don't have the Golden State Killer in Sacramento anymore. Yeah, like yeah, and then she died. And the character, suddenly, and, and then, the yeah. character, yeah, and the character he plays mm-hmm. is a. I don't want to say a conspiracy theorist, okay. but a but a but a true crime nut who okay. who does who who was doing that same kind of police huh. work and went okay. over to the dark side and was yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of crazy obsessed. Anyway, so um, he winds up threatening when when he finally gets caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica and her dad apprehend him, um, and he makes a cryptic threat to Veronica mm-hmm. that you know, he's, he's not done and he's, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be victorious. He's, he's gonna beat the Mars family. Okay. Okay. And, you know, you think, okay, well, you know, raving nut job, you know, crazy bomber, whatever. Sure. So Veronica and, uh, Logan, uh, get married Mm -hmm. at city hall. Okay. That same, that same afternoon. Sure. They get married at city hall. Tell me it blows up. Which, which ties, City Hall doesn't blow up. Okay. No, no. They make it home. They're going to leave on their fucking honeymoon. Oh. He goes out to the fucking car and oh. the fucking car blows up. Oh, wow. I was joking. No. Okay. No. Wow. Spoilers over. Motherfucker, no. Wow. Rob Thomas, uh-huh. the showrunner, yeah, director, yeah. leader, is, is uh, let's see, uh, where, where did I put this? Uh, Rob Thomas is a horrible, sadistic shitbag who hates his fans. <laughs> I like that you're like, where, where no, 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 no. I'm proud of this phrase. Those, yeah. No, no. Say it again. No. Rob Thomas is a horrible, sadistic shitbag who hates his fans. Now, to the audience that, you know, is at home not watching because it's not a video thing, he literally pulled out a, a post-it <laughs> note from his pocket, <laughs> unfolded it, yes. and the thing was he'd forgotten what pocket he had it in. Yeah. So... Yeah. I just love that you're walking around with that phrase and it looks yeah. really well worn. Like Yes, I say this on a regular basis. Yes. Since since watching the like, last fucking five minutes <laughs> of season four. Uh-huh. Um, and so so Logan mm-hmm. as a character showed mm-hmm. some of the most dramatic growth. He had this amazing, like 
oh my god like he starts out just a complete shit heel like sure. he is the character you love to hate in mm-hmm, the first five mm-hmm. or six episodes because he's literally the rich kid who he's organizes yeah he, he's literally the rich kid who organizes bum fights Oh wow! To okay. to to record him and put him on the internet to that make was, money from the thing. ads. That was a thing. Okay, yeah. he's literally that guy okay. in like episode three. Over the course of the series, he learns what a shitbag he was. Mm-hmm. Stops being one. Right. Turns into actually no seriously. Right. That guy. Mm-hmm. I like that guy. I'm rooting for that guy. And so he dies. And then you blow him up. Patton fucking Oswalt, the actor you go to when when you're doing stunt casting, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And 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 let me let me make very clear, I I don't mean anything bad against Patton Oswalt. He's a talented comedian. He he he's funny to watch. He's great, but like I felt like having him be the bad guy that then pulls this bullshit off uh-huh, uh-huh. was just that much more like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You like the show, huh? Yeah. You like, you like Logan. Yeah. You happy that he and Veronica are together now? Fuck you. <laughs> you know, like, All right, dude. So, so how should it have ended then? It honest to God, it should have ended with a happy ending. Yeah. And I understand. Yeah. And I understand where an unalloyed, happy ending is not a noir thing, but an earned happy ending Mm -hmm. is. And if Mm -hmm. anybody fucking earned a happy ending, it was Veronica and Logan because both of them were fucking damaged. Both of them Mm -hmm. had so much traumatic shit happen to them. And, and Veronica through the whole thing, Mm -hmm. she didn't, she didn't have the same character development arc. She simply remained true to who she was. Through okay. the entire thing. She remained the, no, 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 look, if this winds up blowing up in my face and mm-hmm. like totally bites me in the ass, I don't care. Right. As long as the right thing gets done. I'm going to be the person who does the fucking right thing. I like that it's a feminized version of the noir trope, too, yeah, because yeah. he's normally a broken, a drunkard, uh, yeah. homophobic guy who really doesn't learn anything. And then yeah. the next day he wakes up hungover. Yeah. And everything starts again. So yeah. I like that she is a much more, I don't know, like uh, moral. Yeah. You know, she doesn't just have her own personal moral code of I've been wronged and now I'm going to get my justice. But yeah. like there's a morality yeah. to her. So I, I get, yeah, I, I could see. So what what's the point of killing him off then? I mean. I don't. The thing is, put, I, put, I put your post-it away. I already okay. heard. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Num- okay. Number one, yeah. you know, Rob Thomas is a horrible statistic shitbag who hates his fans. Okay. Now put it away. But okay. I had to get it out one more time. <laughs> but but I I think in his head. It's still weird that the post-it I think is he felt, number one in your pocket. And number two, it's a pink post-it. That's yeah. the weirdest part. Like, Well, the one I have in this shirt is a pink post-it. <laughs> The ones, the ones, like, some of them are yellow, like some of them are green. Square. Like, yeah, I just, you know. Who needs a monogram? Uh, who needs, Which? yeah, no, no, no. This is my monogram forever from this point forward. Okay. Um, uh, you know, but, but I think, okay. I, you know, on a, on a more serious sort of note, um, I think, I, I think the writers, Rob mm-hmm. Thomas in particular, were convinced that, well, you know, if we tie it all up with a, with a happy ending, number one, um, 
you know, the show has never been one about happy endings. The show okay. was never one where anybody got away without, okay. you know, sure. metaphorically or even literally, you know, losing an eye or something like, you know, you get to move on with your life, but you're going to be marked forever. And, and I think giving the two of them an earned happy ending, mm-hmm. I, the explanation Rob Thomas gave in interviews was, well, you know, we can't do that because it's noir and, and that's like a cop out. This isn't a fairy tale to which my, my retort again is they fucking earned it. Right. Like they are damaged people. Like they, you know, and you know, noir is very much, it goes against type in terms of its culture that it's in. Yeah. Right. So it's, I mean, I don't personally, I can't stand noir. Um, okay. but, uh, it's why I never liked Blade Runner, but, okay. uh, like I fell asleep during it twice. So I can understand having a visceral reaction to it, but yeah. falling asleep is yeah. a new one on me. Yeah. Well, noir okay. is dull, but okay. Okay. So the thing is I did like the Maltese Falcon, Okay, but you know, and then I'm like, okay, well I'm done. I get it. Yeah. Um, but, but noir is acting against type. So I wonder if the fact that in 2019, we really needed hope. <laughs> yeah and so yeah like, you know yeah yeah, yeah. so so okay. Okay. so number one there's that number mm-hmm. two there is then a a kind of coda scene where you then see veronica packing all of her stuff up and her dog getting in her car and leaving neptune again mm-hmm. and i i think there may have been the idea that, you know what, we might, if this does well enough, Hulu might want to pick it up and we might get to do more of this. And if we have Veronica and Logan being happy, we just don't know what to do with that. Sure. And so sure. killing him off was a, well, you know, now, you know, she's got, she's got the, the, you know, scars, to, you know, drive her forward in her lone quest for vengeance. You know, right. whatever bullshit it seems a very narrative Sarah device. Connor ending, Kinda, quite honestly. Yeah, very, very Sarah Connor. And and to me, mm-hmm. it's a cop-out. Yeah. In the same way that Castle, mm-hmm. another show I was a huge fan of mm-hmm. for, like, its entire run, once uh, Castle and Beckett got together, mm-hmm. it was like the writers didn't know what the fuck to do. Like, like moonlighting, like, you know, like, will they, won't they, will they, won't they, when you, when you go with, okay, well, you know what? They will. Right. Like rabbits, as a matter of fact. Right. You know, like, see, that's the problem. We don't build uh, an entire show around a single tension point though. Well, one, one, you build it around a single tension point, but as somebody who is happily married, Mm -hmm. as somebody who has previously been unhappily married, Mm -hmm. Um, I can, I can tell you that even in a relationship that is healthy, mm-hmm. even in a relationship that is overwhelmingly positive, there are still stories you can tell. True. It just means you have to shift your point of focus from, are they going to admit they love each other to, okay, how are the two of them going to react when this thing happens? And right. okay, what are the fault lines going to be now between their personalities? You know, yeah. like, I would you say know. given TV history, um, the second you put a couple together, it does kill the, the, the series. And I think that might be an American thing. Also, we don't know how to end things. 
No, we don't. This is true. Like, no, we don't. like we don't. We don't know how to. We just let them live on three years past where they should have. That's or, what we or longer. Success. Yeah, if you're supernatural. Yes, um, and that's what we consider. Success. Yes, I'm still so, on about that, guys. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to stop being. I'm sorry. I'm not. All right. Sorry. Anyway. So. So anyway, that's yeah. that's Veronica, Veronica Mars. Mars. Right. Um, the the of 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 my contributions mm-hmm. to this to this idea. That's clearly. As you can all tell, the one I'm most fired up about. Now, how about you? What's what's your next one for me? Um, lost. All right. Yeah. There's uh, been ink. There's been like legitimate ink spilled on this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. All right. Um. Uh. So lost came out actually right around the same time. Yeah. I find that fascinating. Um. Uh, uh, the cast of Veronica Mars were mm-hmm. all huge Lost fans. Oh, how weird! While okay. they were while they were filming, it was it was yeah. it was the thing in an oh, interview. That's crazy. But yeah. So anyway. Okay. So I loved Lost. I did. Okay. Um. Uh. And I actually want to start watching it for the third time. If you look in that bookshelf right there, yeah. Next to Mash is Heroes, and next, and next to, Heroes, to Heroes is Lost. Yeah. So I still okay. have the DVDs for it. Um. It came out when I was a new teacher. I was engaged to my fiance at the time, and I was right. planning our wedding. And this was a wonderful time in my life. Okay, I was madly in love. I was energized by my work. I was working out a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, the first several episodes started with an airplane falling apart over the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And I was watching it on repeat for the whole first season that summer leading up to my wedding, uh, which is not a big deal until you realize that for our honeymoon, we were going to Tahiti for our honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> but I was so compelled by such good TV. Yeah, but I was also scaring the shit out of myself every Wednesday night. Uh, the first season was oh so yeah because because you yeah. kept going back like mm-hmm. it was you kept it wasn't mm-hmm. just okay episode one and the airplane crashes and here are all the survivors yeah. it was okay episode two now we see what this character did exactly when when engine number two fragoed exactly you know. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, uh, but God. it was such good TV that I, I still felt compelled to watch it, and 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 it was so good that I mean, it's honestly still some of the best TV I'd ever seen. The second season was pretty damn good too, and then the studios refused to pay the writers the royalties for the DVD market, and that led to a writer strike that meant that the third, fourth, and fifth seasons were marred by the fact um, uh, of this studio greed. And and so the writing suffered a great deal, and then they tried to make up for that by just overconvoluting the plot. It's very similar to the Mankind uh, Undertaker match that everybody remembers. You know, good God, he's broken him in half, and he throws him off the cage and all that. Mm-hmm. It's not a good match. It's no. a spectacular match. Which is a different thing. Which tricks you into thinking you watched a good match, and that was literally what Mick Foley said he wanted to do. Because <laughs> he... Because... <laughs> He was broken down. Yeah. And Undertaker had a broken ankle. So neither of them could work really well. And so Mick was just like, we've got to do something to trick him into thinking they saw a good match tonight. And that's that's why he went flying 16 feet plus his height. So 22 feet from head to the ground. Um, oh. Yeah. So, so Lost basically did the same thing. So instead of nuking the fridge or yeah, uh, what's yeah. the old phrase? Um, uh, jumping the shark. Jumping the shark. Um, I'd say uh, throwing mankind off a cage. Okay. Uh, 
So, and the thing is, the plot was already insanely convoluted. There were so many things that they needed to pay off anyway. Yeah. Uh, that that there's so many strands that if you pulled on them, you needed to explain them better. And the writers did a great job, and then they started to lose grips. Well, they, they literally lost the plot. Yes. Season, literally. Season lost three. The plot. Season three told us in its finale that they would get off the island at some point. Yes. We have to go back. I remember yes. that was a that was a huge pop yes. culture moment. Yes. Like the whole zitgeist was And there's your will yeah. they won't they moment, really. Yeah. Will they get off the island or not? Yeah. Still comes back to the same thing, yeah. right? Because we're simple. So that becomes the focal point from then on, because then you're like, when's it gonna happen? How's yeah. it gonna happen? Yeah, when's it gonna happen? It, huh? I I think that that honestly could have been left out. Having flashbacks is one thing. Explain how the character is dealing with the current problem. Yeah. How it, and I love that. But flash forwards are way more hamstringing because well, yeah, because because now you've un, yeah, unless you are really willing to get crazy convoluted, and they did. Uh, okay, <laughs> so season four, at, at which yep. point you actually need to have like a truly you need to have a plan ahead of time. Yes. In order to make anything like yes, that you do. work. Yeah. Because as we've seen. Because there like, has been some amazing science fiction written about time travel that does those kinds of things. Yep. yep. But but you you need to have a map yeah. of how you're going to get there. You can't be writing it the way a series usually gets written in this kind right. of circumstance. Which is, okay, well, you know, we're at this point. Which means you have to write you know, it with an end point in mind. Yeah. Which is antithetical to American TV. Yeah. So, season four continues the problem, and there's only really six people who are going to go back to the world, called the Oceanic Six. Uh, and again, you hamstring the writers, because now we know that only six of them are going to make it off. Yeah. So, we're looking for everyone else to die. However, some really interesting characters do show, show up. Daniel, Charlotte, and Miles. Okay? And they're all fascinating in their own way. Uh, I like those characters, but now we're starting to do a Gilligan's Island thing. Uh, where we keep adding new people to mm -hmm. an island that yeah. they can't get off the island, but you keep yeah. adding new people on. And the problem is that they keep overcomplicating and over-swerving. We've talked about this in yeah. wrestling before. And it felt a little bit like Survivor, which is fair, because guess what was out around the same oh, yeah. time? Um, there were shifting alliances and double crosses all over the place, too. You know, yeah. and, and to the point where every character is gray and when your characters start with a moral center unless you see a slow decay but instead you just saw this like weird revolving door like they no. got caught on a merry-go-round yeah and then they jumped off soap opera yes oh my god she's been possessed yeah she's the devil now now the first season was... there'll be a few people who will know exactly what i'm <laughs> talking about with that right but anyway first season was tidy it was clever yeah. it was very well wrought it was excellently placed and ultimately it was very simple and it was brilliant surrealism. Yes. Yeah. By the time we get to season four, it's like the damn painting inside of the pearl. <laughs> season five had a complete split in timelines, which that's just lazy. And so now the island with is in the 1970s and it's cool. But by this point, the driving interesting parties of the show are pretty much just twisted and convoluted parts to the point of it being an exercise and not anything particularly compelling unless you're a completionist, which I am. <laughs> and this is where they really sealed the deal as to where I think they should have and could have gone. So in season four, Ben, okay, Benjamin Linus, okay. phenomenally interesting character. 
uh, turns a subterranean wheel and gets transported to North Africa. The same basic place that Charlotte, the redhead, uh, she finds a polar bear skeleton with a Dharma Initiative logo on it in Season 5. And this should have been the focus for the whole thing. Okay? And here's why. Because I had a globe. The island is somewhere in the South Pacific, and they even tell you they're about a thousand miles off course, Fiji, blah, 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 so yeah, you yeah, can get yeah, an idea yeah, yeah. for it. If you took a globe, you take a needle, and you run it straight through from Carthage on the one end, straight through the other end, so that it's the diameter, you end up in the South Pacific. Okay. This should have been central to the plot. You clearly found a wormhole that dumps you out in Tunisia. Uh, this connection and the wheel that moved the island and transported people to Tunisia, that should have been central. Don't have everyone die and end up in a weird purgatory. Um, and, and don't have everyone time travel. And frankly, don't have, uh, there shouldn't have been such this convoluted storyline. Uh, and, uh, especially for the others, you know, they're talking about the others. It didn't need to be that way. The Dharma Initiative should have still been a part of the island's past, and all of these sets and such, cool, but don't pay off the mysteries. Make this, these people, land, you know, it's, it's kind of like the difference in D&D, is, is it character-driven or is it plot-driven? Mm-hmm. Is it plot-driven to the location or plot-driven through your characters? Make this the location that these interesting characters landed on and take them further. Okay, so uh, don't pay off the mysteries. Center it instead on the fact that teleportation happens. You could then connect it to the numbers. Remember? 4, Mm -hmm. 8, 12, Mm -hmm. 13, or 14, 16, 23, 32. Mm -hmm. Um, Connect it to the numbers. Have that be the combination somehow for the wheel. And keep it pseudo-scientific. You don't need Jacob or anything like that. Have it be electromagnetic. Use the black smoke monster and have that be the backdrop to the island's inhabitants. They're still flashing back. They're still very damaged people trying to find their way in the world. They're lost, if you mm-hmm. will. And season five can end with them finding the goddamn wheel for real. And season six can be about protect about their effort to get home. And they end up in Tunisia. And some shadowy organization wants to protect this information, so now they all have to survive together to fight that off in a different location and still have their flashbacks, and you can still have a few shifting loyalties, Mm -hmm. and they can finally get home. And you can lose whoever you want to on the way. If you still need to whittle it down to six, okay, fine. And here's the thing. I actually really liked the ending of Lost. I'm, like, the only one. Um, Emotionally, I loved it. Okay. I didn't like the lack of thinking that went into it, though. And okay. so they gave me what I wanted emotionally. People, you know, uh, to be back together, tearful reunions, tearful goodbyes, mm-hmm. acceptance, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but they didn't give it to me after a very satisfying journey. Okay. They didn't earn it. Yeah. Per what you said. Yes. Yes. The final season about trying to get home, having used up some fantastic tech that made them all targets of the Dharma Initiative or some similar group. The heirs to the Dharma Initiative. Yes. Even imprison them from each other again and have them fight to get back together. Use Jack's term, live together, die alone. Mm -hmm. As a rallying cry was to when they need to save the others who are as good as dead. Do all that and you don't have to flash forward. You don't have to flash sideways. And you don't have to corrupt Michael. Okay. 
So yeah. that's I think I, I think they missed I mean literally missed the boat, but uh they missed a, a huge opportunity there by yeah. not just centering it on that wheel again. Cause and and metaphors can can expound from this. The the whole yeah. plot was spinning out of control. Yeah, well, uh, Dharma, center of a wheel. Dharma, the Dharma wheel, and wheel, the wheel of life. All this know. shit, yeah. getting to the core, to the navel of who you are. All these things, right? And and even like, oh, it teleported the island. I'm cool with that, right? And then so they're in Tunisia trying to find, and then they find a wheel again, and they teleport, but this time. It's a different spot because it's not like Tunisia only has one diameter spot, right? Yeah. Um. So, or they get to another place, and so much that they could have done that they didn't do, and instead they went with you know some fairly lazy. Let's just keep spinning it and hope that we can stay ahead of the spinning audience. Spinning it. Yep. Like a wheel. As you yeah. were. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's right. my thought of Lost. Um, okay. Yeah. So you have another TV show. I do. You do. I do, and I got a lot of people excited. A few minutes ago, and mm-hmm. then and then disappointed them very greatly. So it's Firefly. Ah, okay, cool. yeah. Um, now this this is this is an almost textbook example of a show that had a really great idea, mm-hmm. had a really great cast, mm-hmm. had some just absolutely scintillating writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so many things about this show were, were amazing. It, it could have been so much and it got screwed over by the network that was putting it on. It was on Fox in 2002. And the thing is, um, TV executives are generally speaking, as we've mentioned before, they are, Lowest common denominator type thinkers. Right. They're they, trying to get as many of the quadrants as they can. Yeah. Instead and, of just focusing on a group. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. Or or at least in the in the early two thousands. Now with streaming services and the and as we've also talked about, the fragmentation of, of the viewing population right. and everything, they 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 It is about niche. It, it is starting to yeah, it yeah. is it is more and more about niche. Uh but in, in two thousand two it was no, no, no. We want to get as many eyeballs on the screen as we can, and so they are, they were risk averse. Yep, yep. And Firefly was an idea that doesn't immediately sell. Like, yeah, like yeah. it, it, it was clearly a really hard pitch, like to begin with, right? And because it's a space western. Mm-hmm. Right. And and to a TV executive, they're like, whoa, whoa, hold up. Western, I get. Sci-fi show, I get. Sci-fi Western, you're kind of blowing my mind here. What exactly do you fucking mean? Right. 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 And and like it it is it is its own aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It was it like just just the very idea of no, no, I'm going to tell science fictiony stories right. using the tropes of the western genre mm-hmm. because they all fucking apply. Yeah. You know, and they're easy to write. And they're easy to write. Yes. And and they're familiar. Yeah. We all like in the United States that is that is a big part of our common like cultural mythos. mythos. Yeah. 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 And and so there's as as much as I will take every opportunity I can nowadays to rag on uh, Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. 
I think for meaningful reasons, um, I, I have to give him credit for his creativity. I have to give him credit for his ability as a writer. He's just kind of a crappy human being. Yes. Um, but you know, so this, this was this amazing groundbreaking kind of idea. And there was so much that he very clearly wanted to do with it. And so much he wanted to say with it Mm -hmm. in a very, look at me. I'm a progressive cishet white guy in 2002 kind of way. Which for 2002, maybe he was. Hey, you know, well, I'm not, I'm saying in 2002 (laughs) that that's what it looked like, you know? And so, you know, we had no kidding, honest to God, meaningfully strong female characters Mm -hmm. uh, who were not uh, consistently caught in the damsel in distress position. Right. Wash frequently wound up being the damsel in distress. Simon Tam wound up being the damsel in distress Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, far more often than his sister river did. Yep. Uh, You know, and, and you know, the other female characters all were able to hold their own. Yes. Um, And the, and and of course we've talked about this show uh, on our podcast previously. And 55 and 56. There you go. That's, I think so. Um, so half a, half a series ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we, and, and, you know, I've, I've brought up that this is also sadly very clearly, um, colored very, at the very least colored very heavily by our national problem of, uh, uh apologia for the Confederacy and for yes. the idea of, uh, you know, post-Confederate outlaws and, and all of that. The tragic heroicness. Of yes. It all. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and that is something we need to be aware of when we're thinking about this show. Yeah. But it doesn't take anything away from the fact that this show was genuinely remarkably good television. And Nathan Fillion was, Amazing. Nathan yeah, Fillion, was. Nathan Fillion is a, I don't think he gets enough credit for being a really good actor because he is so effortlessly charming. Mm-hmm. That he's just like, well, you know, he's, he's, you know, the happy smiley guy who, you know, he, he's, he's charming. That's his right. thing. He's yeah, charming. Yeah. But there are moments in this show where Malcolm Reynolds is not charming. No, he's a right shit. Yeah. Well, one, he's a right shit. And on a couple of other occasions, he's fucking terrifying. Yeah. You know, there are there are moments where we see a a a more comp a much more complicated character there. Yeah. One um, that I would have loved to have explored. Yes. Over the series of eh, three or four three seasons. Or four seasons. Yeah. Actually give it five. I want I love when seasons get to five. Yeah. Because then they get syndication rights. Uh, there you go. Five six seasons in a movie, as uh was mm-hmm. was uh on uh community. Oh, okay. Uh, Abed's line, six seasons in a movie, six seasons in a movie. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and they got a movie, mm-hmm. uh, because they, they've of course didn't get six seasons. They, they got 14 episodes right? because Fox was like, okay, this is really expensive to make because you've built these incredible sets. Like, yeah. you know, and you've got this costuming budget that's, you know, flipping ridiculous. You're always filming on location, doing this stuff. And like, we're throwing money at this thing and we Mm -hmm. can't find an audience to which I would want to answer. Um, how about if you leave it on a given night of the week? 
Yeah. Over the course of 14, over the course of 14 episodes, Mm -hmm. the night that it showed up on Fox changed, I want to say, three times. There's only seven days in a week. Yes, I know. Which just makes it that much fucking worse. Yeah, that makes it hard to find. Yeah. Because then you're interfering with uh, things that nerds might also like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and so the 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 story itself mm-hmm. only we were just getting to a place where it the was, season one part of the yeah. myth arc was really starting to open up. Yes. We were really starting to get an understanding of, oh, okay, it's not just that like she went into this, you know, River River wasn't just in this school where she was kind of being held prisoner and maybe she was being brainwashed. We don't know. No, right. no, no. We find out they literally cut her brain up. Yes. Like, oh shit. And who are these dudes with the blue gloves? Right. And the right. sonic kill you weapons. Like, what is this, man? Right. There were these wonderful fucking sci-fi ideas that were mm-hmm. coming out that, that could have turned into something absolutely amazing. And then the executives at Fox said, well, you know, you're just, you're not bringing in the ad revenue. So we're 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 dropping it. We're done. And, and the, the people who had found the show, Mm -hmm. uh, a a dear, dear friend of mine, Dory, uh, who I know also listens to us because she's given me tips about how I deliver in front of the mic. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, was a rabid fan. She was a there at the beginning brown coat. Mm-hmm. And I became a fan of the show later after it was out on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt cheated <laughs> when I got, when I got to the end of the last disc in the set and was like, and yeah, I was that cause I watched it streaming. Like, okay. And, and so I got to episode 14. I was like, all right. And what do you mean? There's no season two. Yeah. What? The, the shit is this? How the yeah yeah, and and there's just so much, so much potential yes. there yeah. And so what? All I can say because I really would have loved to have seen where the show went, mm-hmm. where all of these ideas got developed, and whether the mythos that like in the movie right in in uh, Serenity the film the mythos that got developed about what it was that was done to river and apparently to other kids who didn't make it through the process and where the reavers came from and all of that. Like that that, was, that was a whole lot to take in. Well, that was all, that was season two squeezed into two hours. Yeah. That was, that was, there was an awful lot to take in, in an hour and a half, two hours. If we could have gotten all of that over the course of, another 14 episodes, another 15 episodes. It would have been way better. It would have been so much better. Yep. Um, you might not have had to kill off wash mm. or shepherd book. Yeah. Shepherd book actually makes me mad. Like, you know, wash what? killing them off is fine. Over 14 over, episodes. over the course of a season. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But you know the the number of characters we lost in in frankly a traumatic bloodletting yeah uh, like ritualized murder of characters <laughs> that we had grown to really care about and love oh you know what Joss Whedon and Rob Thomas probably get together for drinks <laughs> fair like it just occurred to me like yeah, yeah. 
oh, hey, let's go have a beer and talk about which of our characters we're going to kill to, you know, tell our fans to fuck off. Anyway, so, you know, I I would have, I, I can't really say how I wanted to see it end, but I would have loved to see it get to a point where it could have had a real ending. I was going to say, you'd love to have seen it end. Yeah. Like, it didn't end. Yeah. And therein lies the problem. Yeah. Like, it clearly was written with, we've got more in the tank to go. Yeah. As a concept. And, yeah. and it didn't. You know, yeah. it, it didn't get to do it. And so. I would have and I would have loved to see them figure out a way to bring back Jubal early I in another episode. Objects character. in space, the bounty hunter who shows up on the ship and oh, yeah. people don't have an appreciation okay, yeah. for objects in space. That's right. That that performance was amazing. Yeah. You know, and I mean there were so many bits about yeah. it that were just like, you know, Yosef Bridge. Mm-hmm. Like just so many characters. It's like one of Joss Whedon's gifts is he comes up with these amazing characters. That's true. Yeah. And, and this just all got just dropped. Yeah. So all right. that's, that's all right. my, that's my last one in the tank for that. Okay. Well, let's... before we get to talking about other stuff, which sure, I sure. don't want to give away yet, but anyway, what's, what's your next one? Uh, I think honestly, my next one is let's go to the movies. Let's go right. to our beloved, uh, star Wars. All right. And I say, let's go in chrono and publication order for once. Okay. At once. So I'm going to say, wow, I know this is the only time right. that that's going to happen. Um, I'm going to say, let's go with episode three. Revenge okay. Of the Sith. Okay. Should have ended differently. Oh. Now the thing is, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna end with him turning into Vader. Yes. No problem there. Oh yeah. I'm even okay with him screaming no. I you need it's to earn it. A little on you the nose. You need to earn it. Okay. Or, yeah. Yes. Again, earned. Yes. Yeah. All right. So here's my idea. Okay. And it's not mine. I found it somewhere else. Okay. And loved it. But this this is your head cannon. Yeah. Okay. It's a buddy cop movie. Okay. Obi Wan. And Anakin are buddy cops because yeah. they kind of already are. Uh, yeah, the and dynamic is similar. Obi Wan yeah. and Padme both think that Anakin is dead. They send okay. Anakin off on a thing. Obi Wan's okay. with Padme. Obi Wan tells her, "I think Anakin's dead. I know you're dear friends with him," and she confesses that she's actually pregnant with Anakin's child, but she's still not yet showing. So this is before the five month mark that we okay. run into. Okay. In their grief. As Obi-Wan tells her what happens, they comfort each other, and then they fuck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's a single night's weakness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a sandwich that I would love to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if I'm the olive on the side. Like, oh, my God. All right. Well, you so, know, yeah. as, yeah. So, I, I will I will say I am I'm a huge Ewan McGregor fan and oh, and for the story I'm, even of it, I'm even I'm yeah. a little bit yes you know yeah um all right and and it is a single night's weakness and yeah. it is a single night's weakness but um uh-huh. all right all right Anakin turns out alive and everyone's overjoyed but it gnaws away at Obi Wan and Padme and then she starts to show. And then she tells Anakin the truth that the child is, in fact, his. You know, we, we fucked before he left. Uh, it's been like four months. And now you're back. And now she's showing, right? Um, and Obi-Wan's shame at his failure as a knight and as Anakin's friend 
is unbearable because his failure as a knight is twofold. One, I, I done fucked. Yeah. Um, which apparently that's the thing Jedi don't get uh, to do. Uh, uh, it's weird. All right. Well, um, if if we yeah. if we accept that as an established part of the canon, that like, we're going to we're going to stick is, around. The okay, Gherkin has given them the uh, don't okay. fuck rule. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am the only pickle that will yeah, be hidden. All know? right. All right. Um, but uh, but also he's attached to his friend too much, and he's realizing this. Right. Uh, so he tells, and and he thinks that the child. Uh, that she's carrying is actually his. Okay. Okay. Um, which means, uh, oh no, she's already told her that she's pregnant. Okay. But, uh, still, uh, maybe she doesn't tell him. Okay. Okay. I'm kind of, kind of bouncing back and forth. Um, but, uh, he thinks the child's his. Um, and so, and she's showing. And so he tells Anakin everything. And Anakin blames Padme and Obi-Wan both. And not knowing where to turn, he goes to the one person who's always offered him solid guidance, a father figure that he's never had, Palpatine. Because he figures all the Jedi are still going to kick him out because he got married anyway. Okay. And he's not going to rat out his best friend, but he's got all these conflicting feelings, right? Palpatine still radicalizes him. And speaks of the nature of revenge in terms that Anakin can understand his mom's death. It's natural to want revenge. You want a revenge on the Sand People for killing your mom. Anakin and Obi-Wan are tasked with the death of Grievous together. They have to go hunt down Grievous together. As the Jedi Council continues to be clueless. Yeah. Um, And it's a super tense fight over there. Because Anakin is trying to focus on the mission. And Obi-Wan is trying to focus on keeping his best friend alive. Because... You know, now he realizes the thing. Maybe he's just like a half a step ahead of Anakin and realizing it's not my kid, it's Anakin's, and oh my god, what have I done? After Grievous gets killed, Anakin and Obi-Wan fight, but not with lightsabers. Just a good old-fashioned ass-whooping fight. Okay. Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. And Anakin touches the dark side and kicks the living shit out of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. Anakin comes back, tells Palpatine what's up, and then tells him that the Jedi will never accept him now... Because I done struck out in anger and beat the shit out of my best friend. I'm not supposed to have a best friend because my best friend fucked my wife. I'm not supposed to have a wife. I'm not supposed to have knocked someone up. Yeah. Um, And now Padme's never going to accept him because he's become the monster that she petted his head when it was a a village of people. But now it's a guy that she fucked and he's not sure what kind of feelings that she has. Okay. Um, And so Palpatine says, well, you're right, the Jedi will never accept you, and Padme won't accept you, and he's just validating all this shit, and he's glad that Anakin trusts him, Um, and at this point, his plot has been laid bare by the Jedi Council, because Blind Squirrel, meet Acorn. Um, (laughs) Palpatine plays weak, Anakin defends him, and the two of them whoop ass. Palpatine convinces Anakin that the time is of the essence, and they must strike now, or the Jedi will destroy both of them. And having nobody but but Papa Palpatine, Anakin goes and slaughters more with all the clones. Order 66 still happens. Obi-Wan comes back, having gotten the shit kicked out of him. He's got to convalesce somewhere. Uh, Maybe some, you know, Polis Masa, some, you know. Mm, So now he knows there's some healers who, as long as you don't lose the will to live, you're fine. Um, And so (laughs) Obi-Wan comes back. You still have the same basic ending of the movie. Adds so much. To the you were my brother, Anakin, if he also says, and I'm sorry. 
because now he has made I, they still go through that big fight yeah and obi-wan whoops his ass cuts off his legs and his arm and his friend is dying and he's sorry because he caused that fall literally and figuratively have padme then tell obi-wan at the end that yes actually it was anakin's kid so you know maybe mm-hmm. she didn't tell him and that he needs to keep anakin's kids safe and so he is redeeming himself by doing that. And that's the end of it. It is not focused on the fall of Anakin Skywalker. It is focused on the slip and fall and redemption of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. That's how it should have gone. And All that's right. how it should have ended. As an Obi-Wan fanboy, I kind of yeah. like that. All right. I'm actually going to go farther back okay, cool. than that. Because yeah. I think I think the problems with episode three mm-hmm. uh, really, really germinate. Uh, very heavily back in episode two. Okay. And even back in episode one, the entire trilogy, because mm-hmm. you, you just said it should be, it shouldn't be the fall of Anakin Skywalker. It should right. be the slip and fall and redemption of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh-huh. The first film, mm-hmm. like if you look at who are the characters in episode one. Oh, right? and by the way, imperfect redemption. Cause yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah just yeah. want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the, fir- the, the real characters in the first film, Real characters in the first film, mm-hmm. remember that, of course, you know, Lucas started this whole thing by, you know, reading uh, uh, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Right. Right. And so the archetypes that we have in the first movie are the old wizard. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, the 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 episode one. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Just to make sure everybody understands when I say the first movie, I mean <laughs> first chronological movie. Right. Episode one, we have the, the elder wizard mm-hmm. mentor figure. Mm-hmm. We have the young cocksure knight character right we have the princess that uh-huh. they've got to rescue and we got this kid who kind of gets dragged along out of nowhere now uh-huh. you could certainly argue okay there's you know a call to adventure for anakin mm-hmm. and this that and the other thing but in the first few minutes of the movie anakin's not there very true we're, we're, we don't see him until 15 minutes in 10, at least I don't even, you I know, mean, you in, know, in episode four, you don't see Luke Skywalker until 22 minutes in. That's a good point. Which, which itself was a very interesting decision that Luke yeah. made. And he 100% was tonally repeating. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're still, your point still stands. Yeah. You know, you know. it's fine. Narratively, yeah. there you go. <clears throat> and, and so, so, and, and then the, the arc that we see over the course of the first movie, mm-hmm. Anakin doesn't change. Anakin no. doesn't have an arc in the first movie. No, he doesn't. Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. goes from being a Padawan mm-hmm. to being a knight. Yep. That's true. He has this. This he growth. has the hero's he journey. Has, he has a hero's he journey. His, yeah, you're right. He you're legitimately right. has a hero's journey. He yep. Loses his mentor. Has all this. You know. Has the call to adventure. Has to. You know. Have have the realization that you know the princess isn't really the princess. That's her body double. I mean, all all of the kinds of events mm-hmm. that you know wind up happening there happen to him, and not and they don't happen in the same way to uh, 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 Anakin in that mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. So the first movie, the focus should be on Obi-Wan's hero's journey becoming a knight. Yeah. yeah making yeah. making that transition. Mm-hmm. Then the second movie, instead of giving us a 10-year time skip, 12-year, right, right. however long it was, yeah. time skip. Uh, no, no. Pick up that next movie 
one year later, two years later. Okay. Cast a younger Anakin. Okay. And actually watch Anakin going through his training Mm -hmm. before he becomes a Padawan, Mm -hmm. before he gets Mm -hmm. assigned Mm -hmm. to Obi-Wan Kenobi as a student. And him watching Obi-Wan having his career as a knight. And now we start focusing on Anakin looking up to Obi-Wan as the big brother he never had. Ooh, I like that. Establish that that relationship. Okay, yeah. And then toward the middle of that film, Obi-Wan becomes, you know, gets gets his master rank. Sure. Make it it a thing that Obi-Wan is a master at a very young age. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he immediately comes back and the very first thing he does is says, you, Anakin, I got you, my brother, come with me, you know, and, and maybe have, you know, Windu and and the other members of the council be like, we don't know if this is a good idea. Right. Because you're putting one of the youngest masters with putting, we're putting a really young master with somebody who is, who is, who is, who is a really old student and, and we already know he ain't entirely stable. Right. And he's incredibly powerful. And on top of all of that, because we're still sticking with the, no, 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 Buddhism means no attachments, never mind right, everything right, right. about compassion and universal love and whatever. No, no, no right. attachment. Um, you know, the whole, you two are, are way tight. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if this is really, really, you know, appropriate, but maybe actually have Yoda say, a bad idea is this, you know, right. choose, get out choosing, yeah, choosing, yeah. choosing him as your Padawan. You cannot do, you know, right. Too much of your old master. Too, too much of your you. old master. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And then, and then, yeah. Have the rest of the council be like, no, no, this is crazy enough. It might just work because, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. And, and it is, no, no, we need the youngest master we've seen in, 50 years teamed up with the most powerful Padawan we've seen because your job is to figure out what's going on with this whole Camino thing. And then, and then like, okay, Okay. clone army and the separatists are, you know, blowing up. And, and then between episode two and episode three, then have the time skip. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And instead of a buddy cop movie, Mm -hmm. make it, a war movie Mm, like legitimately a a war film in in the way that all of the starfighter scenes are taken out of you know the flying tigers right right war two you know uh fighter jock movies make it no kidding this is the thin red line Mm -hmm. you know in the star wars universe right and and show the way the two of them Mm -hmm. Have have the whole thing with you know, uh, you know he he keeps going back to Palpatine right because he is more because he is morally conflicted mm-hmm. about the things that he's seeing that he's having to order being done because it's a clone army right which means they're living beings which means they're connected to the Force he's the most powerful most sensitive Force user there is oh so he's feeling all their deaths so so yeah, yeah. and and the but the expectation of the republic right is that they're wet droids is that is that they're they're yeah yeah you know um and and 
he and and the rift between him and Obi-Wan comes from Obi-Wan being the good soldier. Sure. Institutional guy, you know, honor, defend the Republic. We got to do what we got to do. And I mean, not being let's find a way to make him maybe less of a dick, but, you know, and and have him be like, no, I, I get it. But. You know, and there's it's and it's evil. not it's there's a greater evil. Yeah, it's yeah. not the ends justify the means, but right. like, and really Time actually prioritize. Yeah, and and really make it clear that the separatists are evil. Yeah, like yeah. show the separatists doing bad shit. That was one of the things that just bugged me mm-hmm. in in the prequel trilogy. Was okay, they don't want to be part of the Republic anymore. That's it. Why is this a bad thing? Well, like, and, why? and you showed the incompetency of the Republic and yeah. you know, the bureaucracy of it as being ineffective. And you essentially, the only reason that it seemed bad was because the people that were leading it were rich people. Yeah. And I'm I'm down for that. That's fine. But push that button harder, please. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, because otherwise you're absolutely right. And and it starts episode three with there are heroes on both sides. Like, oh, fuck, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Maybe. Yeah. Turn, turn General Grievous... Either go one of two ways with mm-hmm. Grievous. Mm-hmm. One of two ways with Grievous is either no, no, he's a demon, right? Like, like not just semi droid monster alien guy, but he's a no, proto no. Darth Vader. He's a proto Darth his, Vader. Yeah. He's a proto Darth Vader, and we see him mm-hmm. ordering the massacre of innocent civilians. Just have him slaughter a Jedi, or have him torture a Jedi, or it's or easy. yeah. You know, something. I mean, we had Vader torturing his own daughter. Yeah. We didn't know it at the time, but, but then she still, tortures his boyfriend, her boyfriend later. Yeah. You know, so there you go. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I like so, it. So, you know, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. so he's, he's morally conflicted. Yeah, yeah. Anakin is, is deeply morally conflicted because every Jedi is, is having to have this crisis of, of conscience. Mm-hmm. Maybe show the Jedi order kind of fracturing. Yes. Show show high yes. ranking members of the Jedi Council being like, okay, hold up. I get greater evil, but there's gotta be a different way that we can that we yeah. can approach this. Yeah. Instead of, you know, treating living beings like droids, you know, disposable we, they're not disposable. We can't treat them like they're disposable. Right. And well, yeah, but look at the evil that's being done, etc. Right. Show show a moment of that debate within the Jedi Council. Yeah. That would be great. Maybe bring up the point of, okay, wait, are we an independent organization or are we an arm of the Republic's military? Yeah. Like what, you know, have there be like, have the Jedi council. Actually, this is even better. And this just occurred to me, have the Jedi council completely fail and Mm -hmm. not, not on a moral level, but like we can't reach consensus on anything. I'd love that because, love that. because then, yeah, you, they're because not it's this a monolithic group. Yeah. Because it's a morally complex situation. Yep. And for the first time in a thousand years or 800 years, because mm-hmm. Yoda isn't quite that old. Right. But you know, for the first time in centuries, mm-hmm. the council is, is not effective. Yeah. The no. council cannot reach a quorum. I think that'd be great because, Oh Jesus, just have them not reach a quorum and decide, you know, and, and have Avignon right there. Yeah. You know, but, uh, or, or not yeah. even Avignon have yeah. it just be, this is something the council has the council individual masters on the council mm-hmm. are, are telling individual Jedi stay, stay on the light side, mm-hmm. but you have to follow what your conscience tells you to do. Oh yeah, yeah. So it decodifies the Jedi. Yeah, order. that'd be great. And 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 you know, uh, and and have have Yoda 
as as the you know rigid i'm trying to hold you know, it all together guy is, yeah, yeah being being one trying to hold everybody together and trying to you know if and, and have him make a statement about if we let you know in 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 circumstances like this mm-hmm. if we let individuals you know just follow their conscience without guidance we are handing them to the dark side well and he could even point out that's what happened to dooku yeah you know right Precisely. Yeah. Okay. And and so have have that going on. Yeah, and yeah. in the middle of all that turbulence, mm-hmm. um, you know, we will give you the rank of master, but we do not give you a seat on the council. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, just leave that out entirely. Anakin, yep, yep. just it's you know what, um, Anakin has a seat on the council. Sure. Anakin is incredibly powerful, and he has shown himself to be a capable leader, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he makes good tactical decisions so he's on the council council falls apart right and now he goes and now he still goes to palpatine i like it yeah and palpatine says similar things to him that he did in episode three to begin with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it doesn't wind up having to be a personal conflict between him and obi-wan so you went the opposite direction but, i went yeah. i'm going i'm going yeah. the opposite direction i want it to be he gets turned into a neo-Nazi because he's listening to the wrong person. Sure. Because that's, that's, we know. Yeah. He's an apt that's, pupil. He's an apt pupil. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. That's because we know that's yeah. how it fucking happens. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know, when, when, when you, when you are getting bad information from trusted sources, mm-hmm. like we have, I don't know what percentage of the population now who are convinced that, you know, Hollywood people and and Democratic politicians are, you know, drinking the blood of terrified children. Oh, that bloodline for a for adrenochrome. Right. Like and these are not. And the thing is, these are not stupid people. No, they're not. They're you know, they they have been led down a cognitive path mm-hmm. that has led them to what they themselves would have said, well, that's just lunacy. Right. Right. How many years ago? Okay. And, and have, have Palpatine do the same thing with him. I like and it. And then have the two of them have, still have, that have, fight. still have the final fight. Yes. Still have, still have, uh, uh, the, the anger mm-hmm. on the part of, uh, Anakin, because uh-huh. you made me a monster. Ooh, and you yes. and the order made me. I am. Look at me. Right. Look and, and the orange and the I orange eyes. You, instead yeah. of I hate you, it's look what you've done to me as he's trying yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's good. And 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 there you go. Mm-hmm. And you can still have leave the plot line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, make some modifications to the plot line with with. Uh, you still end up with the same basic thing though. Yeah. But but you wind up you wind up where you need to be. Right. And it doesn't wind up making. Obi-Wan or the Jedi Order look like such a massive pack of assholes. <laughs> yeah. So there okay. you go. I like it. All right. So let's go from episode three to episode nine. Okay. All right. Uh, first off, I'm changing the goddamn title. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. All right. The title is now A Promise Fulfilled. Okay. 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 Because... Luke made a promise in episode uh, five. Okay. Yeah. We'll come back. I promise. Okay. This is the fulfillment of that. So step one, no fucking Palpatine. No Palpatine. 
Step two. Okay. Kill Leia off screen and have it be in the opening crawl. Okay. She, I mean, literally Carrie Fisher's dead. There's no reason to bring her yeah. back for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you could have killed her off and it would... Yeah. Yeah, no. Now, make it so you you don't have Palpatine. You don't have any of the trappings of the old, right? Because Luke died, Han's dead, and Leia's dead. Which means the Ridge Tridge, gone. The power trio. Right. Now it's much more about how all three of these three... The new power trio. ...are stronger together. And you keep the tension between all of them. Episode 8 was about each one accepting and learning what was at their core. Okay? okay. I loved Finn. Because he says that's rebel scum. Because prior to that, he was just trying to find Ray. Yeah. And then he accepted, mm-hmm. I'm taking a side. Not yeah. just I'm trying to escape, I'm taking a side. I love that. I'm literally goosebumped right now about yeah. it. Uh, here's a quote We are the spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the First Order down. That's Poe. Yeah. Right? He's accepting his role as a leader. Again, goosebumped. Um,. I felt something. It awakened, but I ne- now, but now I need to know how to wield it. From Ray, mm-hmm. she has to accept her power, right? And here's the king, the, the the real key to all this. Rose, she is at the center of the three of them on that wheel. Yeah. So from one you have morality, from one you have leadership, and from one you have accepting your potential. In other words, you still have Leia, Han, and Luke. And you have Rose at the middle of it all, which it's a Chewy. new... Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, I would say R2. Actually. Okay, all right. But yes, uh, and Rose brings them all together. She is their center. Quote, we're going to win this war not by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. And that is what gets Ray to stay with the light side when she dips into the dark side. Okay. Um, it's what keeps Finn fighting. For the right thing, instead of just trying to destroy shit, now that he's a zealot for the rebels. And it keeps Poe realizing that he has to be an exemplar for others. He can't just go and do everything on his own. Okay. They all help each other, and they're clearly more than the sum of their parts. They synergize. So that becomes the resistance. The First Order is absolutely led by Kylo Ren, and he is thoroughly irredeemable. He is so firmly, fully immersed in his fanboy for Vader activity, that he's leading the Knights of Ren to conquer the galaxy. And that's the BBEG at the end. The Knights of Ren. And Ren personally fighting the heroes. And you can still have a similar Dunkirk moment, too. With something very dire, anyway. So that's Leia's disappointment is redeemed. Her disappointment in her son is redeemed. Her disappointment in the fact that nobody answered the call is redeemed. Uh, and so that Poe's efforts to recruit have finally paid off, and they do become the spark. Ray kills Kylo, Poe ends up injured and in need of a prosthetic arm or some noticeable thing. He was already, you know, like this. Finn and Rose come out unscathed. Chewie and Lando die heroically. Wedge comes back and joins the crew. Because? Um, <laughs> because shelf of... Yeah, Wedge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mary gets joined by Pippin, and it all ends. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I mean, he, I'm down. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Does like, he even go you know, to this school? Yeah. But I had that feeling when I saw it. Yeah. Uh, and it all ends with the heroes arm in arm, looking over a setting sun or three, tired and satisfied and awaiting what's next. But it does have to end with a sunset. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that is the promise fulfilled. That's, that's how you do it. Okay. Do you have an episode nine? 
I I I have her. I have very strong feelings. It, n- nothing. Okay, because part of what I have to reveal at mm-hmm. this point is it took me forever to actually finish watching Ep Nine. Uh, I did not ever get to see it in the theater because mm-hmm. toddler mm-hmm. at home. Sure. Um, and and so I I had to wait until you know Disney Plus and and everything. Right. So. Um, I, I have not had enough time to formulate mm-hmm. a whole, like, yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. whole plan like you've got, but I, I did have very strong reactions okay. to things. I think, I, I do think bringing Palpatine back was, was cheap. Yep. Like right off the bat, un- unless, unless you were literally going to say, you know what, you know what, we're going to go into legends like we've done with other stuff and we're going to, we're going to go back into legends and we're going to pull something out of the vault. Yeah. And that would have been and fine. We're gonna, and we're going to take, we're going to take some things cause they did. Yes. They, they did. took some things directly from dark empire. They did. They absolutely did. And it was like, okay, now we're going to take some shit from dark empire. They had the, the Snoke cloning. Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. That was cool. It was. Yeah. So, okay. Take some stuff completely out of, mm-hmm. out of like take dark empire. Mm hmm we can't have Luke go to the dark side because he's dead. But the, the other, the other ideas, the other themes involved in that, in that Mm storyline. Okay. If you need to have Palpatine involved, have Palpatine involved. Right. Don't make Ray his granddaughter. No. Um, spoiler alert. Um, don't, don't make Ray a Palpatine. Mm -hmm. I, I actually had that ruined for me like long before I got anywhere near even seeing the movie because somebody in a restaurant couldn't keep her mouth shut two tables over because it was pre COVID and you could actually go out and right. you know, go to dinner. Well, okay. But was it two weeks after the movie had released? Uh, eight days. Okay. That's, that's, she should have shut up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, okay. pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and like, not even just like having a conversation about it at the table, but like talking loudly, like, right. Really? I almost, I, there, there was that part of me that was like, you know, some of us haven't had the chance to see it yet. Right. But, you know, um, so, so, you know, don't have, have Kylo's statement in mm-hmm. episode eight. You're nobody. Have that be true. Have that be true. I loved that. Because how much more potent mm-hmm. a story is that? Especially with that little kid using yeah. the force to grab the broom. You, ooh. Huh. Okay. So, so don't, don't, don't rely on this whole Sith bloodline. Right, right. Fucking, no. Have, have Palpatine be, if you got to have Palpatine, have him be doing something else evil. Um, the massive super weapon fleet of, of star destroyers with planet, planet destroying cannons in every one of them. Right. That look like a hyena's dick. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I understand narratively why you're going with that, but you don't need to do that. You've done that in four of the last, four of the nine last movies, nine films. You, know? you don't really need to do that now. Yeah. So let's, let's not have planet destroying weapons. Let's just maybe, Oh, Hey, here's an idea that he Palpatine, not the New Order. No, no, the New Order are the command cadre. Right. But Palpatine has a brand new clone army. There you go. And, and you know, he still has big secret fleet. Right. But, you know, if you're going to go Dark Empire, bring back the ginormous killer, huge mega super star destroyers. Right. 
And no, no. And every one of them has a clone army aboard. Right. And it's not about destroying planets. It's about, no, no, I'll just subjugate mm-hmm. everybody. Unless, yeah. unless you could blow them all up while they're in the ships. Right. You still have the same battle. Yep. Yep. But you don't rely on, and another super weapon. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That just felt lazy. I'm with you. Um, and I disagree with you. Oh, disagree with you pointedly. Uh, because it's a, it's a recurring theme in the series. Okay. And it was a big part of Dark Empire. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Kylo Ren be irredeemable. Mm. If you're going to have like again, okay. I'm totally okay with let's let's do Dark Empire or a variation on Dark Empire. Okay, yeah, Palpatine's here. Sure, sure, cool. If you've got him. You don't need Kylo Ren to be irredeemable. And as a matter of fact, I wanted to see more of Ben Kenobi. Or not Ben Kenobi, Ben 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 Skywalker. Skywalker. I wanted to see more of Ben Skywalker. Yeah. I I see what the point was in the way he went out. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like it. Right. It didn't feel... It felt like a cop-out. It felt like... Well, you know, and he has to die heroic. No, he doesn't. His archetype doesn't have to be that he dies heroically right here. Right. You don't have to do that. And him and Ray being, I, I, I wanted to see more of this dyad in the Force thing. Oh God, I couldn't stand it. Well, see, but I get it. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but I, I want, but like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Like, if you're gonna bring that up, mm-hmm. do something with it. True. You know, or do more with it than True. than what they did. And, and at the end, at the very, very end, mm-hmm. number one, mm-hmm. uh, Ray, Finn, mm-hmm. Rose, po. and Poe mm-hmm. are a polycule, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Polycule? Uh, polyamorous relationship. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They're, they're, they're a quadrate, not a triad, but okay. you know. Yeah, yeah. And like, no, no, a quadruple, no. quad quadruple. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, no. And, and we're done. Like mm-hmm. the, the kind of, you know, the, the, the hints between Poe and Finn oh, about, God, you know, yeah. like, like, yeah. Bros. Yeah. Yeah. Bros. In that same way that like, you know, uh, um, Achilles and Patroclus were bros. Yes. Right, right. That totally, yeah, yeah. totally. They're best buds. Yes. And, and yeah. Uh, and Finn and like Finn was sitting at the center of three different, Oh yeah. Three different romance arcs. Like, no, no lean into that. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Everybody wants to be the bread in a Finn sandwich. <laughs> like There you go. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just do it. Just sure. commit to doing that. Sure. And then the relationship between Ray and, and, uh, and Kylo mm-hmm. Ben doesn't have to be a romantic one. Yes. Because all of the romantic overtones of that were bugging me. Yeah, well it wasn't well it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't it just, well written. It never it, it never yeah. gelled. Right. And so no, I don't want to see that. I want to see them be like no no, we're 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 like siblings. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. we are we are simpatico in right. this way. Right. Um, and then at the very end, mm-hmm. have the kid with the broom show up at Ray and Ben's doorstep. Oh, I like that. And say, I'd I'm like here. To be taught. Yeah. Just, just, I'm here. Mm-hmm. 
and and in with with a knowing look in his eyes like you're the people who are going to teach mm-hmm. me and there you go yeah, yeah you know would, yeah. um i i was i had i had goosebumps at multiple points during the film i wept at multiple points during the film there were multiple points during the movie where i was like really mm-hmm. the fuck you're right you know, it was it was it was an emotional roller coaster, not always in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it was you an know? unsatisfying. Yeah, and, emotional and roller coaster. you know, and and there were so many moments of like sheer awesome, and mm-hmm. then and like and then they just dropped, stitched and, together, and interrupted by. Yeah, yeah. So that's my. I like it. I like it. That's my take. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. What are you reading lately? Because that's that's it for us. Yeah. This one. Yeah. Um, what am I reading lately? Other than student work, uh, <laughs> um, I am not reading very much right now. But Fair. I am going to very strongly recommend uh, the Dark Empire comics. Oh, since nice. since we've been since we we're talking about this, yeah. The the Dark Horse uh, comics uh, uh, series, Dark Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, when I initially read them in high school in 93 mm-hmm. um i really didn't like them yeah the art I, the art style the yeah. art style is a massive departure from a lot of other stuff mm-hmm. and it's sometimes kind of the art is a bit difficult to follow yeah what it's too I, monochrome for me yeah what i really didn't like uh narratively was i as a senior in high school the idea of luke turning to the dark side spoilers uh but it's a central plot point so it's, yeah, it's i'm not really spoiling i'm not really spoiling much yeah uh but but the idea of luke turning to the dark side was just i i could not bring myself to accept it now that i'm older mm-hmm. um i think it's a story that that is worth looking at and considering All right. and 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 it's actually very well put together Again, the art it may is. or may not be to everybody's taste. Yeah. Uh, but but the storyline uh, is is solid in my opinion. So I highly yeah. recommend that. How about you? Uh, funny that you suggested a Star Wars thing because I'm also going to suggest uh, a Star Wars novelization of Episode Three, uh, Revenge of the Sith. The book is better than the movie upon which it is based, um, because the author and I believe it's James Luceno. Um, I might be off on that, in which case, please, uh, any of Correct our us. loyal listeners, by the way, thank you for sticking with us for 100 episodes. Yeah. Uh, special shout out, especially to Derek Lipkin uh, for making the distance oh, wow. part of it possible. Yeah. A uh, friend of the show who also taught us about pinball. Yes. Um, And uh, he's been a loyal listener since uh, before that. Yeah. Uh, so special shout out there, Derek. But uh, but yeah, I believe it's James Luceno and it's episode three of the novelization. Because uh, there's these wonderful little asides that get into, um, like, the, the author just takes, like, these little chunks out and says, this is what it's like to be Anakin Skywalker right now. Oh, wow. And then he'll do the same thing about Obi-Wan, you know? And, and it just, okay. like, it really gets into the inner monologue of the characters. And I really dug okay. that. So. All right. Cool. Where can people find you on the social medias? People can find me on the social medias at E.H. Uh, Blaylock on Twitter. Uh, I can be found on uh, Instagram and on TikTok as Mr. Blaylock. And of course, they can find both of us on the Twitter machine at Geek History Time. 
And if they want to yell at you Mm -hmm. about uh, your heretical ideas for episode three Mm -hmm. uh, or take credit for, hey, that's my idea, Mm -hmm. uh, where can they find you? Uh, You can find me at Harmony um, and go ahead and add me. I'm still private because of all the harassment from... Uh, a couple weeks ago, but uh, that'll that'll end soon. Um, but uh, find me at Duh Harmony on the Insta and the Twitter, um, and you can also find me uh, on uh, well this here website. Yep. Uh, also, Excelsior Gaming is yes. a uh, YouTube podcast that uh, we're putting out. Um, myself and Ian McDonald, uh, which is uh, talking about Marvel Strike Force, the video game. It's a lot of fun. Very cool. My son really liked it, uh, which is always a good seal of approval. And you can also find me every Tuesday night uh, on twitch.tv forward slash capital puns. Uh, going, uh, coming up on the five-year mark, actually. Oh, wow. So pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that's enough places to find me. Shit. All right. There you go. Um, cool. Well, for uh, Geek History of Time, I'm Damien Harmony. And I'm Ed Blaylock. And until next time, keep rolling 20s.